0: What a week it's been, so much to talk about, and so many things we can't talk about. I'm Mark, and
1: I'm Harris, and we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, everyone, we are back. Another week, another episode of BTG with uh, me, Mark, and uh, him, Harris. And it's going to be fun. So uh, we'll kick things off as we usually do, starting about current events. But we don't care because uh, the superstar shakeup happened. And, you know, whatever. Right now, this is the dead zone for WWE. There's two dead zones for WWE. One's right now, the other one's in like July. Those are like the two, kind. Of July, mm. August, September. Those are, except for SummerSlam. They, they pepper SummerSlam in there, and then, so I guess right after August.
0: Right. I mean, no, mean there's like nine Dead Summer Zones.
1: Slam? There's like Dead Zone now, and then there's one in like June, and then there's another one in like August after SummerSlam.
0: I, I think the immediate like hangover after WrestleMania is always kind of a Dead Zone.
1: Well, because it was an overdose of a billion things, right. and now it's like, okay, let's, let's just back away for a bit and reset
0: we're like, and on paper, they're trying. Like, theoretically, it should be WrestleMania, and then there's like a three month break, right? And then there's Money in the Bank, and then you start to build the SummerSlam. That's probably never going to happen no. until they unionize or something. No, it'll never. But happen. in the meantime, they just skip the off season and say, "Hey, brand new season of wrestling, let's shake things up." Which, on paper, is a great idea, but they yeah. don't like they don't commit to anything in kayfabe. Like, there used to just be a draft. Yeah. yeah. Which at least made sense. And now it's just like, you come out here now, and you come out <laughs> right. here now.
1: Now it's like, wait a minute, why are we switching up? And how did this happen? And who made these decisions? Like now, yeah, Well, it's
0: like, it worked a little bit when it was like, surprise NXT debuts. And you're just like, right. oh, this guy's here now. And it would get a big pop. But well, we like did it all before
1: WrestleMania K-Fab. for no reason.
0: Yep. They, they really just blew their water early with that one. And then you know, like, hey, I think it's going to be great to see Bayley on SmackDown and Roman Reigns on SmackDown, but...
1: Okay, this was the thing with that. So, the the whole time, when the superstars say, I don't care, I don't care, none of it matters, but I remember being like, AJ needs to stay on SmackDown because he's the guy there, you know, I mean, he was okay on Raw before, but he kind of... Vince just doesn't care about anything on Raw Mm -hmm. at all. Really at all. Name one guy who's gotten pushed regularly on Raw. And uh, unless for Roman Reigns. I
0: can think of one. There's
1: nobody else that that consistently does anything on Raw. It's just kind of thrown together. There's not a lot of great storylines. Anyway, it's just a mess. And so I was like, I really rather him stay on SmackDown. where He can kind of be the guy. And then, of course, who's on Raw? There's AJ. It's like, oh, great. Well, okay. Hopefully this works. And then on SmackDown, Roman Reigns goes SmackDown. And I was like, oh, great. Perfect. Now AJ has a chance to actually kind of do some cool stuff on Raw. And then I was like, wait a minute. Then I got mad because I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is ridiculous. I know exactly why Roman Reigns is on SmackDown because of that stupid Fox deal. And then Vince is like, my guy's going to be on the Fox deal. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm still mad.
0: Yep, no, AJ's going to win the Universal title. And right then
1: that title wins. won't matter anymore, even though it exactly, does. It takes. Right t- okay, we.
0: It's back to saying SmackDown, WWE title. Like, this is it.
1: It drives me nuts. It just drives me nuts. It should always be the WWE title. It should always be the WWE title. It's the only title that anyone should care about.
0: Whenever I think about that too much, I just tell myself it's fine because someday they're going to retire the Universal title just like they retire everything else. True. Vince will never retire the WWE championship. It's just not gonna happen.
1: Anyway, so uh that that happened and that's really it, and nothing else really matters. So WWE our WWE talk will be severely limited over the next probably couple of months. Cause it just nothing really happens and we don't really care.
0: All that being said, the only thing that I care about today is that it looks like CM Punk made a run in at a random indie show. GTS some guy out of his skull and I am so excited. I don't think it actually <laughs> means anything. No, it does. It just definitely does not. So happy.
1: It doesn't mean anything, but it's ha- absolutely hilarious and, and it's I, fantastic. And I love it.
0: I, I, I genuinely think that like, I don't know if you saw this, but Rey Mysterio posted this picture of him and Eddie Guerrero and punk in a triple threat match, like in mm-hmm. IWA mid South or something like two decades ago. And Punk wrote this really like nostalgic and emotional comment on it about how great it was to work with them and how much he enjoyed it and that how much fun he had wrestling that match and everyone was like oh no here he comes (laughs) he's back he's got the itch and all I I know
1: is as soon as long as people consistently do that he will not do anything yeah just because of those morons
0: I think you're right and I don't usually like put stuff like that out there because I get the impression he's pretty happy not wrestling. But I do kind of hope that this kind of just becomes a thing, like every once in a while he gets the itch and reaches out to an indie promotion and is like, listen, sure. just let me show up and do something real quick. Sure. Well, I <laughs> mean, it's the mask. old
1: it's the old thing of like, uh, you know, like 80s rock stars and stuff like that. I mean, you hear tons of stories about these bands who, you know, get real big and everything and then maybe they kind of take a break or aren't doing as much stuff and then I'll and then they'll go back and play like you know the whiskey or or one of those places right, these like exactly. something just just for the heck of it like unadvertised and just like show up and like play you know it's that that type of thing
0: right which that's pretty cool i would like to see him do that i would also sure. like him to you know do that for six months and then show up at aew because
1: oh good gosh i would Harris. Like to see him Harris, i just blocked our again. own podcast because you said that you just what <laughs> i'm gonna beep that out I just That's blocked fine. our own pod. I block anyone who says stuff like
0: that. That's fair. I mean, don't block the podcast <laughs> it, and then make them wonder what I said. They're like, "What does he want CM Punk to do?" What?
1: Yeah. Because I, I I hate I hate all that stuff.
0: I think uh, to be funny. honest,
1: and you know what? I'm gonna shift gears for a second. Okay. I want to talk. Fair. I want to talk about AEW and how stupid everyone is. What? <laughs> not just that. I don't care. I don't care. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm over, I'm over the elite. I'm over all this right now. I don't care. I don't care right now. I don't care about being the elite. I'm waiting for this crap to start. I don't care about AEW until anything starts. I know Double that's and Nothing comes up in like a, a month or whatever. Great. I'm all for it. I can't wait. Uh, Cody announced he's gonna wrestle uh, Dustin, and that's gonna be awesome. That that whole show is gonna be great. And I, I'm waiting for the show I will watch it when it happens but I don't care until it happens I don't care so I'm just That's gonna fun. leave that out there and don't understand why everyone has to keep acting like this is all this set in stone and it's already this huge com- competitor with w and oh and all this crap it's just like no shut up wait till the whole thing starts other right. th- before that it doesn't exist it, this does not exist yet yes they've signed people yes all this stuff nothing's there yet it, it will be there but it's not there yet Anyway, yeah, I mean, that's just my own think, little two cents on that.
0: No, I think you're right. I say all this as somebody, one, I do say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek when I right, mentioned that right, earlier. Right. But two, like, I am a very casual fan of all of these guys involved, and like I respect them in that they're all considered like some of the greatest indie wrestlers on the oh, planet yeah. and all this stuff. I, I I've never been like a diehard fan of like the original Japanese Bullet Club or the Elite or anything like that. I keep an eye on them. I try to watch like the biggest shows. I watched all in, I'll probably watch double or nothing. I just I think it'll be fun to have something different. Like they say they're oh, probably 100%. gonna get a broadcast deal with Turner, which is just gonna be weird and kinda funny that they're just back with Ted Turner. But I think we'll know within like two weeks of this show airing if it's gonna be anything.
1: If they I, try I, I to think, go to toe with
0: WWE, they're going to die.
1: Oh, like well, yeah. Do it. Well, but I if don't... they're
0: smart enough, and this is why I'm excited, because I think Cody is smart enough to make it different. You know right. what I mean? And just let them do their own thing. If they do that, then they're going to do well. They're not going to be WCW at their height or anything like that, but they'll do fine.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's all I think anyone should want, and I don't understand why people have to be retarded, but... It's Twitter and people are, but anyway, I, I'm. I, I can't. I can't wait for it to happen when whatever happens or whatever TV. I don't know what's gonna happen, but whatever it happens, happens. That's great, and it. You know, I'm all for it. But until then, everyone just calm down because nothing. Nothing's happened. Anyway, yeah. so the other thing I want to do with news, because instead of doing this at the end of the show, I think it's more appropriate if we just do it with the rest of the news. It's time to talk about what's up with David Arquette. You, kill David, Arquette. you kill David Arquette! Now, our patron saint is back in the wrestling ring, and he had a match with none other than Mr. Anderson, Mr. Kennedy, whatever you want to call him, Mr. Ken Anderson, and uh, he lost. Yeah, he lost. At R.I.P. the uh, Legends, I think it was the called the Legends of Wrestling show. I don't remember exactly what the name. Yeah, That's le- yeah the Legends though. of Wrestling Show bad. in Detroit. This was Saturday night, and uh, he lost. Now I couldn't find any details about it. I can't. I really couldn't find much of a write up about it. Now, to be fair, I didn't do. I didn't look at t- very hard, but I could <laughs> ju- Just in my own Twitter searching and stuff, I couldn't really find any write ups about it or or get any video about it, which is kind of rare because it seems like most of his matches recently, I've at least been able to find something about him. But um all I know is he lost and got beat up uh, pretty bad and and he came out with his wife, Christine Arquette, and did a Miss Elizabeth thing. So that that's Aww. cool. And yeah, that that's that's really all I could get from there, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. He got he won the respect of Scott Hall. I he did.
1: That. He did. That was uh, yesterday. Um Scott Hall did t- cuz Scott Hall was at this thing. There was a lot of people, Rick Flair, right. uh, Bret Hart, a ton of people were at this uh, Legends of Wrestling event, which I th- I believe was put on by Brian Knobs of the Nasty Boys, I'm pretty sure was kind of in charge of it. But uh yeah, yeah, Scott Hall tweeted out um support for David Arquette, which is pretty cool. So that's that's uh he's gaining the respect. Of course, that's a guy he would have probably have met before in WCW. I would assume. I'm pretty sure Scott Hall was still down. I know he was going through a lot of stuff on and off in the end of WCW, but I'm pretty sure he would have still been around.
0: Right, so. right. But it's also it's just something to be said for the fact that the whole reason he did this was kind of to earn the respect of the business. Mm. And it's cool to see him do that. Like one legendary wrestler at a time. Like he got that picture with Ric Flair, too, which is a pretty, you know, explicit endorsement. I feel like it's, it's oh, yeah. cool to see.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's no, gearing awesome. up.
0: He's getting the goodwill. He's gearing up for a Hall of Fame run, 2020 or 2021. It's happening.
1: I mean, DDP came out with him with that match right. a couple of weeks ago, and oh yeah, the WrestleMania week, and and then he still has some other stuff I think coming up. And then he's he's gonna be busy coming up next week. Is his big WrestleFest match against King Bryan? Um, that's on Friday, and that's that's another pretty big show. I mean, like SoCal and Censored is gonna be there. Uh, Jerry Lawler. Corey Graves is going to be there. That's weird. Why? I don't know. In uh, what capacity? I don't know, but he's going to be there. Uh, Ricky Steamboat, Bully Gets Ray. He's
0: drunk and tweets at
1: people. Maybe. That would be pretty funny. But, it's pretty uh, funny when he does it. Anyway, so that that's coming up next week for uh, Arquette. And I know he's booked a couple other matches. I've seen people post on Twitter that he's, uh, he's booked a couple other matches over the summer. Um, so... He's still you he's still coming. At to
0: Atlanta. David Arquette, let me watch you wrestle.
1: Wait to come to Atlanta until the fall when I get back. Don't don't okay. don't don't come to Atlanta over the summer. <laughs> I, I won't be anywhere I near there.
0: I hope he wrestles the week before you come back.
1: <laughs> no, Look, I would be very. Sad. I'm laying
0: down the gauntlet here, David Arquette. Fight CM Punk. Do it. Call him out.
1: Ooh. Uh, be
0: his comeback match.
1: Uh, no
0: no give no. the people what they want
1: no no don't I'm pretty do that. sure I'm the
0: only person on the planet <laughs> who wants that but give me give me what I want
1: I'd be down no I'd be down with it I don't know what I'm talking about I'd totally <laughs> go for that anyway so uh yeah that, that's pretty much all for David Arquette news right now um yeah so I guess we might as well start the show or or should we just go home
0: Harris we just quit just bail well, you did the research this week, so you tell I, me. I wait. Mean, is it worth our time? Is wait, this was my ge-
1: turn? <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, okay, just... Uh...
0: It's just going to be two hours of keyboard clicking. No, it's fine. It's research. fine. It's
1: fine. It's fine. It's fine.
0: I can just ad-lib about... No, sure no, 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 no,
1: no, bit. no, no, no. It's okay. my turn. It's my turn. I, I, I already knew it was my turn.
0: Okay. The time is now. do, 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 do. Yeah.
1: Okay, okay, we got it, we got it, we got it. Okay, we're good, we're good, we're good. I didn't. I I know it's my turn. What What is actually happening? Okay, right now? here we, uh, we'll we start the show. Uh, hey, this is behind the gorilla. We talk about the wild, weird, and crazy wrestling history. Wait, no. What? How does it go? Uh, the I don't remember what our catchphrase went. And let me look it up on Twitter.
0: We haven't used it in a while. Is well, it part of like the the audio begin- drops?
1: Yeah, it's at the beginning of every show. That's why I never say it sense. again. Oh yeah, the podcast on the wild, wacky, and crazy, crazy side of professional wrestling. Yeah, that's what it is. So, okay, that's that's what our show's about. So that's what we're gonna talk about. No, I'm just kidding. I I I, I got ready. I know I know what I know what we're doing.
0: This yeah. was a test, and all of you still listening, you passed.
1: Yeah, and all those that that uh, clicked off already, yeah, screw you.
0: So. If you look under your chair, you'll find a little gift basket. We appreciate you.
1: Yep, it's an imaginary gift, gift basket, but it is from us.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: All right, so we are gonna go all the way back to 1990. And Harris, I promise I didn't mean for this to happen, but <laughs> I, I I almost wish I'd done this one first because all right, my last ones were those tr- uh, WCW trilogy of terror matches. That those are the last ones that I did because we had the WrestleMania one la or uh, two weeks ago, and then yours was last week. So it's been a it's been a little while since I've done a you know done the full preparation for a weird topic and we're going a few years before those took place in 1990 in uh, nwa it is Ooh. uh nwa wcw it, i think wcw had turner had bought it but it was still going under it still had a partnership with the nwa and was still kind of called nwa interesting um, at the same time but but it was still called wcw kind of as well it's kind of confusing time but, but um, they
0: didn't really know what they were doing yet either at that r-
1: point. right right it was kind of at the beginning of all that starting so it's nwa and um sting won the nwa world heavyweight championship on july 7th 1990 for the first time beating rick flair at the great american bash and it's a great match it's a it's a fantastic match Big moment for Sting. I mean, it's basically his coronation. He's kind of been being built up over the past couple of years as kind of being the next guy, and the next big guy. And this is his moment. He's now the guy. He's become the guy. And uh, so he's, the he, he, he's you know, the head head superstar, head baby face in, in NWA, WCW. And so, you know, you'd think once this happens, it would come with some pretty Big matchups, right? You know, you he's your new champion. You got to build him up, you know, put him in some good feuds, establish him as the top guy, you know, all that stuff. You'd expect that, right? Yes. Well, not exactly. So, okay. In 1990, a little bit of background here. WCW was run by Jim Hurd. I don't know if you have ever really heard about Jim Hurd, Harris, but he's one of the I've, more... I've, Go ahead.
0: I've, I've heard some things about okay. his tenure. I'm not super familiar with it, but... I know he wasn't really popular.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. He's one of the more notorious wrestling promoters at the time. Uh, well, pretty much because exactly like you said, pretty much everyone didn't like him. And he kind of had more of a taste for the goofy side of wrestling, the cartoony style, you know, much like Vince McMahon uh, at the time. Mm-hmm. That was kind of more of his preference. And so that's kind of what he was trying to bring to WCW. Now, you can imagine on how well that goes over in WCW. Um, You know, old school wrestling, uh, realistic storylines, except for the gorilla and a couple of things. But for the most part... But that's the exception, not the rule, for the most part. Right. And uh, also, Ole Anderson is the booker. And he's, you know, crazy old school guy, the brother of Arn Anderson, and, you know, rough and tumble wrestler. Right. So there was a little bit of conflict there, naturally. Now because of this, Oli was often just would get so frustrated with Hurd shutting down his ideas, so he would just start throwing things out there as jokes, like just scenarios, just like "screw you," and just you know, "what do you have?" and then just something completely ridiculous that he'd pitch to him, just in spite. Uh huh. Um. You know, and kind of to, mo- to mock Herd and stuff. Well, one of these ideas was to have a masked wrestler who was from Sting's past come Ooh. and haunt him. Uh, but to Oli's surprise, Herd liked the idea a lot, and so he greenlit the storyline. <laughs> so That's what you get. So now Oli has to come up with and execute an idea having no idea what it actually is.
0: Excellent. I love stuff like that. It is oh, go ahead. I was this is kind of tangential, but it reminds me of what we did last week. There's a fantastic four storyline that I've read about, like the comic book series, where they meet Stan Lee, like he's basically their own illustrator. Right. It sounded kind of dumb, but from what I read, they used to do a similar sort of idea session with Stan Lee, and he was busy with something else and didn't really care about you know he's stanley he can say whatever so he just kind of off the cuff said oh the fantastic four just have him fight god and that was what they ended up turning in was they basically meet stanley their own creator and it's really meta and dumb but that's kind of <laughs> what this reminds me of it's the same like you just throw it out there and then it gets picked up and you're like oh no yeah uh, okay
1: no that that's exactly what this was um I mean so he he has no idea of a direction. He doesn't even know who's going to be this character. But but because it's his idea now and being green, greenlit as his idea, he has to actually put effort into it cuz mm-hmm. it cuz it reflects it on him. So uh Vignette started airing and they are they are they're they're just wonderful. Um it's a man in all black with a hood and in the shadows with kind of smoke going. And he's got this distorted voice. That's the exact same voice as what the Shockmaster would use yes, a few years excellent. later. Um, and of course this is Ole Anderson portraying right. this character. Cause at this point there's no idea. So it's just, we need to start this. So,
0: uh, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's and beautiful.
1: And well, I'll play, I'll play some of, uh, some of these in just a second but he would talk about Sting and say that he's from Sting's past and has come to make Sting's life a nightmare and his name is the Black Scorpion. You know because Sting Scorpion Deathlock Scorpion. Yeah, that's where oh, that comes from.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, I've actually heard of this angle and I never made that connection, which I think tells you something about how dumb this angle
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, so only, of course, couldn't get anyone to play the character, so he just does it himself. And uh, he did the voice throughout the entire run as well. So I'm just going to play a little bit of uh, this first promo right here. Sting,
2: are you listening? Uh, Of course you are. You're too much of a hero and a champion to refuse to hear this tape. Thing. And it's
1: basically I'm just a silhouette. you, a
2: long time has passed since you last oh. saw me. Oh yes, you know me, or at least you did. But don't try to track me down. It won't help. Even if you saw my face in light, you wouldn't recognize
1: me. Then why wear
2: a mask? My face doesn't look the same. <laughs> i imagine you are of course you are i want you to be thinking be concerned maybe even a little scared soon i intend for you to be terrified think back who could it be would hate you enough to want to see you have broken.
1: That's the first promo.
0: Okay, hang on, hang on. I have a couple. Um, sure. First of all, I'm really glad you made that point about <laughs> why wear a mask if he actually <laughs> says the line, even if I wasn't wearing this mask, you wouldn't recognize me. Right. Uh, okay, I, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, geez. It, the whole thing is so clearly written by somebody. Who has no idea what the end game is? <laughs> no, 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 because no, no. So no, I'll do you drops one better. Like seven threads that you could just pick back up later. No, no, no. I'll
1: I'll do you one better. This okay. screams of a guy who literally just sat in front of a camera having no idea what to say, and then is yes. is just making it up as he's going up. There was nothing. Not a single word of this was written, Harris.
0: No. Okay, that's <laughs> fair. Like, there's some you can. There are some promos. That you can tell are at least predetermined because they go from point A to point B. Right. Or or not not even
1: a promo is predetermined, but at least a story is there. So you have the ability to then cut a promo that goes from A to B.
0: Right. There is an idea. So if you have a promo like, oh, I don't know, Kane Dewey, you have, you know, Cactus Jack Mick Foley coming out and saying, well, you know i sacrificed so much for you people. And then I saw somebody with a sign that said, Kane Dewey, Dewey's my son. You're terrible people. I'm turning heel, but in a really cool, like, interesting way. A, B, C, the dots connect. It makes sense. Right. It works as a character piece. None of that. None of that's no. here. It's fine. No. It's just, it's just, it's literally those bullet points. It's a uh, Masked Wrestler. <laughs> From the past, go <laughs> right. <laughs> I hate that this. You already told me this took place before the Shockmaster. I because know. Otherwise, I would have just been imagining that this was the Shockmaster, because <laughs> that that would have actually been a pretty funny payoff.
1: I know it would have been funnier, but no, this is a couple years before that.
0: Yep. Okay. Well, <sighs> let's let's plow ahead then.
1: Yeah. So. That's the the promo, and I'll I'll play I'll play a couple more clips from uh from some of these other promos. Not because they fit with the story really anymore, but just because they're funny. Um. Okay, so that 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 was the first promo. Now now they're set to wrestle at the Clash of the Champions. Uh, I think it's Clash Twelve. Um, was that
0: Mountain Madness that he I mentioned guess, earlier? I
1: guess or maybe that's the name of the building. I don't know, but um, maybe that was the tagline for that clash. I don't actually remember. Um, but I, I don't understand why that that match is set up. But I'll get to that in just a second. So, okay. Now, remember the whole thing was uh, from the past of Sting here to torment him, right? You, you remember that right. part? It was the only part that actually was a point made in that right, whole Right, it's kind of the
0: only thing that he has.
1: Right. Now, the Ultimate Warrior was the WWF champion at the time. But there was a very public story floating around the dirt sheets about Vince being unhappy with Warrior's title reign um, and, and Warrior not being happy with Vince. And a lot of stuff. You know, this is kind of while that was going on.
0: Something's so, never changed, in other right,
1: words. Right. So, Oli, of course, having no idea what he's doing with this story, decided to play with that and made some not-so-subtle references that you heard in that uh, promo Insinuating that Black Scorpion might be Jim Hellwig, the former tag team partner with Sting, um, such as using the year 1986, using California, and other stuff like that in there. Now, uh, here's pop quiz: Do you know what the uh, name of the tag team with Sting and Ultimate Warrior was called?
0: I do not. The
1: Blade Runners. <laughs> that was the name of their tag team when they both came up in uw i think it was in uh, uwf i believe and uh, that's where they kind of started all oh, they 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 went to a couple different territories but that was they, they they debuted as a big tag team these two big guys from from uh venice beach california they were called the blade runners and do you know what name each of them had in this tag team
0: i have no idea i was like
1: you probably don't if you didn't even know the name of the tag team um well, Sting was known as Sting, <laughs> and and okay. and Ultimate Warrior was known as Rock. Ah, oh, man. Before Dwayne Johnson stole his name, and now he can't use it anymore. Um, but yeah, it was Sting and Rock. Those are the names of the Blade Runners, and then Sting's obviously that worked out for him. So anyway, these promos went on for several weeks, leading up to a match at uh, in September. At Clash of Champions 12, um, where the title would be on the line. Harris, can you explain to me why the title is on the line and why this match is even taking place? This guy isn't even like anything, apparently. What has he done to deserve a title match?
0: As to why the wrestling match is taking place, it almost makes sense if you're thinking like, oh yeah, because that's what happens in wrestling, but I realize as I make this objection, we don't know that this guy's a wrestler. Like, what if, no. what if he's a face from Sting's past from that year or that time and place?
1: He could have been a volleyball wrestling. opponent like we from don't even Venice Beach. For. I mean, he could be just a volleyball opponent from Venice Beach. We don't know. Yeah, he could be anything. He
0: could be some kid who, like, got picked on in elementary school, for all we know. Yep. There's no way of—I th- mean— the title makes even less sense. Yes, but if you accept that it's going to be a wrestling match, you can almost understand Sting being like, "Well, yeah, I'm a fighting champion, so I guess I'll just I'll always put the title on the line, which is not a great like business model as a champion, but it is understandable in the fact that, you know, baby sure. faces are kind of stupid.
1: right, right, right. That is true. Um, anyway, the stakes of the title match are obviously the title. And if Sting wins, then the Black Scorpion will reveal himself. He said that as much in this promo. Sting,
2: how has your week been? (laughs) Figure out who I am yet. No, I didn't really think you would. I...
1: Why? It's because you don't know.
2: Wonder. I want you to look behind you. Check in the closet. <laughs> Check <behind laughs> the bed.
1: It's <laughs> under the bed, you idiot, not behind the bed.
2: Uh, Sting. On the fifth, at Mountain <laughs> Madness, we might both find what we're looking for.
1: I'll tell you what. All right, Oli, at we need more. Me, keep going, keep going. I'll tell you my name.
2: If I beat you, it won't matter. Because you'll be in no shape
1: to care. Uh, May kept going for a little while longer, but that's <laughs> enough of that. That's my favorite <laughs> promo that he does by far. That, that Just how it starts with, How's your week been?
0: Oh man, that, that's sound, my favorite
1: start to a promo ever.
0: It sounds like he's like stalking Sting, like Sting yeah, is kinda. a pretty girl that he's into. That's what it. That's the vibe I get. Yeah, yeah. Check behind your bed, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he says behind your bed. Who says behind yeah. your bed? It's under your bed, under your bed. Oh man, but it's fantastic. So anyway, that's where we are. Clash of the Champions twelve. And uh, this this match is going to uh, take place between the two. Now, now Sting is taking this whole gimmick very seriously because you know That's he's babyface he Sting, right? You know yeah, we've, we've gone it, over but... this over the past couple of shows that I've done with that old trilogy of terror. I mean Sting puts his effort into it. Um, he's not great with some of this stuff, but he he tries. So anyway, the match is it's time for the match. Black Scorpion comes to the ring, very eerie music and a giant black robe and a fully black mask comes walking out to the ring very slowly. Sting then joins him in the ring and now this version of Black Scorpion is not Ole Anderson, but it's a wrestler named Al Perez. Um he was kind of the the guy to be I at this point they still have no end game They're just like, "Uh, you" <laughs> We just need you. We need we need a body. We need someone to wrestle him. Go.
0: So this, you know, what this reminds me of?
1: Everything WWE has done in the past two years.
0: Not everything. Well, I mean, in that sense, sort of <laughs> yes. But specifically, it reminds me of the Higher Power, which or, maybe we'll do a cut on one day. But it's the same kind of thing where. You can see, like, it sounds a little silly and, like, gimmicky on paper, but if it works, you can see them pulling it off really well. And, like, you can see the fans getting into it and, like, wondering, oh, who's this going to be? What's the reveal going to be? Is it going to be somebody from another company? This, that, and the other. Except they have no idea what they're doing.
1: Right, and and at this point, I mean, the crowd's into it because the crowd's in everything during this time. And, uh, I mean, they're into this. They're into this angle. The crowd's real hot for this match. So, the match starts slow. It's kind of slow, methodical, you know, kind of typical. Class of Champions was basically a television special, if you remember. It was on TBS and stuff like that. So, anyway. Um... And Perez is a big dude, like, he's he's taller than Sting, and Sting's a big, you know, Sting's like 6'4", or whatever, and like 280 pounds, well, this guy's, like, taller, he's probably like 6'6", and he's a big dude, and so, the match is fine, you know, you know, he, the guy wrestles like a big guy, so it's, you know, kind of slower, pretty typical for 1990. Um, a couple of points, Sting goes after the mask, you know, to, but to no avail, and... Right. Sting ends up hitting the Stinger Splash, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes in, and gets the pin for the win. So he's won. He's still champion, and now we're gotta we going to find out who Black Scorpion is because he won, and he said so. So right. the crowd just goes nuts, and people flock to the barricade like to try and get a look of who this guy is. Yeah. Like they're coming out of their seats and just stampeding the barricade. It's kind of a cool sight, actually. And uh, Sting goes off to the mask, rips it off, and there's another mask on. But Excellent. this mask, this oh, mask is red, thing. though. Not black, oh, it's red.
0: I love that <laughs> so much. It's always so dumb, and it gets a pop from me. Oh, if you
1: time. love it, then you, you're you going to love the rest of the story. Um, So then Sting goes for the other mask. But as he does, um, Black Scorpion kind of starts fighting back. And then all of a sudden, on the ramp, appears another Black Scorpion? Oh! <gasps> Sting stares very confused, and uh, the man on the ramp is wearing a black robe and has a black mask on, although the mask is slightly different, and he just kind of stands there. Now, this one is Ole Anderson, (laughs) and uh, Jim Ross is going bonkers on on commentary with confusion. I mean, the unsung hero of this whole storyline is freaking Jim Ross and Paul Heyman, which, which I'll get to more coming up in a in uh, just a, just a bit. But I mean, we've talked about it. Jim Ross, the commitment of Jim Ross is unlike any other wrestling announcer in history, and it's yeah. you know it's mostly amazing. Sometimes it's a little much, but it's mostly amazing. Um, it's absolutely hilarious during, when bad things are going on. and uh anyway but he's just going nuts and so what they conclude is that this is the real black scorpion and the one who was in the match was just a henchman that that was thrown out there so that's how the show ends
0: so if he had won this henchman would have won the title so that's kind of a terrible plan i guess Like imagine if you send out your boy, like oh yeah, and then he wins, and you're like, wait, no. Well, Do you but, have but, to but, challenge but, him to a fight. But like Harris, they all, masks, they all had masks.
1: They all had masks on, so then the, the other one could just have the belt. Nobody would know.
0: Right, but what if the henchman didn't want to give it up? Yeah, I'm just saying, you open be yourself yeah, up to some
1: issues. Yeah, here. that would be a problem. Um, anyway, so this would kind of continue for the next several months. Um, Sting would actually wrestle Black Scorpion a lot on house shows and stuff like that and it was usually it was this guy, Al Perez, usually that was doing it now, I don't know how these matches were ending because I couldn't really <laughs> find anything on that, I'm assuming they would end with some screwy thing or time limit draws or whatever, I'm not exactly sure because um, the
0: implication is that the bet is still ongoing I mean, that's I what it guess? sounds like, Like, why would Sting keep fighting and beating this guy right? and not find out who he is why is he still caring
1: yeah, I have no idea. Um, but he's also feuding with other people at the time, which Sid mm-hmm. Vicious was a big one he started feuding with during this time.
0: Which um, seems like something that should have been happening anyway. That seems right. like a natural progression. Right,
1: but he was like he was feuding with Sid for the title, and he had some uh, pay-per-view matches with Sid, which I'll get to in a second. But um, anyway, well, while this was going on, Perez quit the company in the middle of this run, so now Ole has to find a replacement. <laughs> um of of a guy of, of a storyline he already doesn't know where it's going he has to find an, another
0: replacement so, so what's fa- the worst that could happen
1: right so he found a guy named Dave Sheldon um he was picked and he also did have a brief history with sting and uwF but ultimately WCW bailed kind of right before that kind of got underway because they felt that that payoff would be underwhelming what? Um, <laughs> which it would have okay. been but at this point they have nothing so right Anyway, so that was none. So we're months in, and there's still no payoff scheduled. Um, Yeah, it sounds exactly like WWE. And um, so Oli is just having a heck of a time just scrambling around trying to keep this story going. And so what he's been doing is uh, Black Scorpion would be using – he would use magic to taunt Sting.
0: Yes. Whoa, No, No, no,
1: no, no, no. I'm dead serious. (laughs) He would use, like, bad magic tricks to intimidate Sting. And, and so basically, the black scorpion was these different magicians that Oli would bring in to put the mask on and do magic tricks. I'm not even kidding. Uh, okay,
0: so when you say he's doing magic...
1: Oh, I will get to not it.
0: Even, it's not even good like Undertaker sets the ring on fire magic. Well, it's like card tricks. Well,
1: uh, no, no. Okay, some of it's okay. It's not like it's all terrible. Maybe it's just me looking at it from 2019. But um <laughs> but it's very some of it's very goofy. Um anyway, and they would use audience plants as well, kind of with this whole thing of anyway, um but but yeah, only would would have real magicians come in to do these. And a big interaction though happened at Halloween Havoc. Now at Halloween Havoc, Sting was set to wrestle um Sid Vicious. For for the title.
0: See that seems more like a normal wrestling feud. I'm into that.
1: Right, right. Um, And so that's kind of going on. Roll us now. I'm gonna start off with this though. So it's Halloween Havoc, and during this time, this early '90s WCW, they were making a big deal of making the pay-per-views like an event and like a theme having a big theme with it making it right. have a
0: specific Different look stage.
1: like we've talked about this before with some of these other uh, ridiculous ones like the like the the last one I was talking about like the beach blast one where literally they have like sand and everything on the stage and Eric Bischoff's right. in like a Hawaiian shirt and flip-flops and stuff like that so that's kind of what they're doing so so just think of this think of Halloween havoc what is that about Halloween what do you do on Halloween airs Spooky stuff.
0: Yeah. You dress up in costumes. Exactly. You, you dress you up
1: in costumes. So to start off, I got to mention this. Tony Schiavone is the interviewer, and he is dressed in full Phantom of the Opera gear. <laughs> and it is the funniest thing I have ever seen. I mean, he's got, like, like makeup on, like, like lipstick or something on to make his lips, like, pop. Like, it is the goofiest looking thing. And clearly they bought this. For $4.99 at Party City or wherever right. they did that at um in nineteen ninety. And it, it just is hilarious. And so it's very unco- it's very weird looking and, and very creepy. Um actually. But he's interviewing Stink kind of uh I don't know, twenty minutes or so into the show. And um I'll describe a little bit of this and then I'm gonna play some of this clip for you. But you know that that weird Black Scorpion voice comes comes over the PA, and Black Scorpion's on this stage. And so I'm going to play this, and I'm going to try and help describe kind of what's going on, just just for just for you guys who obviously can't see it. So Black Scorpion is now on the stage. He grabs like an intern, it looks like a girl who's an intern, just standing there, grabs her, drags her into this little contraption, pulls up a curtain, and then it just kind of stays there for a while. Alright, I gotta pause this here, because I I have too much to describe, and uh, then we'll listen to it also. I realize this isn't going to work, there's too much for me to describe. So, yeah, he goes over, he grabs a girl just standing on, uh, sitting on the steps, like, with the timekeeper or something, so, uh, uh, just looks like just a random worker, grabs her over the across the stage, puts her in this little, like, magician's scaffold thing, I don't even know how to describe it, and pulls up a curtain, and so Sting is trying to go from the interview place and try and get to the stage, you know, to go after her, but he starts to
0: be held back by security! What? Why? I guess it sounds like Black Scorpion cleared this ahead of time. A girl was just kidnapped.
1: Sting is trying to save her and security is stopping him. Are they being paid by the Black Scorpion?
0: Yeah, they're clearly in on it. I don't know what else to, I don't know how else to explain it. it. doesn't
1: make any sense. Takes forever. But he finally gets through. And when he gets to the uh, little like scaffolding thing on the stage, you just see this like pyro go off and smoke come up and uh and then the the curtain comes down and they're gone they've disappeared and then they then there's another like pyro thing that goes off back in this little interview area that sting was just at and then all of a sudden they appear where sting was just standing before kind of across the stage over there and by appear i mean they like run out from wherever they'd come from
0: Um, (laughs) thank you for clarifying i thought they actually right
1: no 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 um And the voice just keeps coming over the PA. Now, I don't see a mic on Black Scorpion. He's not holding a mic. So I don't know why anyone would believe that this was his voice. Um, Eventually, the girl wrenches free and jumps off the platform right into Sting's arms, who's run over there. And Black Scorpion kind of goes away. Now, so I'm going to play the end of this. Sting's still heading to the platform. You'll hear kind of all this go down. You'll hear Black Scorpion taunt him. And then you'll hear... JR and Paul Heyman which is the highlight of this whole thing so we're gonna keep this going here
2: black magic would be too much too for you here, I have come to this
1: little puff of smoke goes and they've disappeared and then another puff of smoke and then now they've appeared over ah. on this other side. Sting comes back after him. The girl gets away, jumps off the stage, and then Black Scorpion goes away. Now just listen. Sting's confused. My, my
0: God, I can't believe what we have seen here. The Black Scorpion appeared,
2: Paul, and he disappeared and he reappeared. Where is he? That ain't right. That ain't right. What, what, that ain't right. What, what's going on here? That ain't right. Things like that aren't supposed to happen. You can't be in two places
0: at once. Fans here as bewildered as we are. The Black Scorpion appeared.
2: Did I, what, he, was, he, was, he put, disappeared and... Well, what happened?
0: Where was he? In that, in that cage there. He was somewhere in the cage. Where did he go? He
2: wasn't in the cage. He disappeared. He had a girl. He took a girl out of the crowd. And he's and, and it, he disappeared. What happened? We're out here still
0: very bewildered. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk more about this. Let's go now. Back up to Gary Capetta. Okay. Paul Paul Heyman is a treasure. During this whole
1: thing is mumbling like a five-year-old who can't comprehend what he's seeing and he can't even form words it's like the funniest
0: thing i've ever heard he's like i'm the <laughs> guy and then he you can't do that, and then he appeared and he got a girl like that's literally what he's doing and he's got that accent he's doing like he's doing like a don Knotts impression he's doing like Kinda. barney five that's what he sounds like except you know from philly but I appreciate him oh, recognizing man. what sort of segment he's in and just giving it all the gravitas that it deserves oh
1: it, it's it's just it's the funniest thing it is the funniest thing but stuff like this um, kind hap it happened a lot during during other sting matches where black scorpion would like come over the PA while stings wrestling and like distract him and stuff and and sting is actually starting to like it, it's it's affecting him. Like, he's starting Mm -hmm. to get, like, aggressive and, like, kind of go after people in the crowd trying to find Black Scorpion. So, he's not kind of acting like himself. That's kind of the, I guess if you want to find a storyline in here, that's what it is. Uh, Right. Well, a match is set for um, Black Scorpion and Sting for Starcade.
2: Starcade, The biggest show of the year!
1: And there's not even a story here!
0: (laughs) I don't... (laughs) Anyway, um. I mean, it's just like the, the mind games and stuff, you kind of recognize as something that could be in a good story, except maybe by the biggest show of the year, don't have it be a mystery box anymore. Maybe just make it something personal. I don't know, which they couldn't do because they didn't have any way to pay this off. Right. But man, if I, if, I feel like they overdid themselves. I feel like by promising yes. to remove the mask too early. They kind of just—they removed any sense of purpose this thing could have had, as silly as it was.
1: Yes, yes, they did. Um, so, um, during one of the shows, they—Gordon um, Solie is kind of one of the one of the big interviewer kind of hosts and stuff like that. One mm-hmm. of one of the best, and and it, and it's going to be Gordon Solie interviewing Black Scorpion. Now he's basically been kidnapped by Black Scorpion, and blindfolded. And that's how he's conducting the interview. And so I'm going to play uh, some of this
2: for you, because it's, again, just wonderful. <laughs> and now, as I promised you earlier, let's go to the most bizarre interview I have ever conducted. Talk about being in the dark. I was. Bring Gordon in, please. <laughs> it's the same background
1: and smoke Gordon, and silhouette. did you found your trip
2: to your liking? Well, I... I frankly gotta say this is the most demeaning thing I've ever gone through what, what? why you all the secrets that have to say anything I brought you here to deliver a message but I will grant you some time in which you may ask
1: me some questions I'm gonna pause it just for a second mm-hmm. now when he says this is the most demeaning thing that has ever done I think he's literal when he's saying that
2: <laughs> well first of all why the blindfold to keep my I Identity is
1: secret. the only person other than sting. Hold on. <laughs> Remember at the in the first one when he says, you wouldn't even recognize me if you saw my face?
0: Yep. Also, he's
1: wearing a mask and a hood. And he needs going totally blindfolded so he doesn't know what he is. This guy has literally been out in the open multiple times at this point. But yet, if Gordon Soli sees his mask now, that would that would be a problem.
0: Yeah, that would just give it all away, obviously.
2: Who has been this close to the Black Scorpion? Well, all right, the question is, and of course it's on everybody's mind, you've made these comments, but you've never said what the real reason behind your wishing to get it started. I don't have to tell you. I don't have to tell anybody. The idea he doesn't know. is for Sting to yep. think I want Sting to be driven mad I want Sting to look back on his life Remember, Gordon? Sting and I, at one time, knew each other very well, I might add Well, uh, that, that was in California, if I remember correctly, that you made the statement Well, I said California, but ask Sting this Ask Sting about Tulsa. Tulsa? Yes, Tulsa Gordon. See what he says. Look at his reaction. Maybe he'll remember something. And then tell Wait, me so I can frankly, plan. If you don't mind, Scorpion, I I, I, I do mind. Well, <laughs> I think our interview is almost over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it goes
1: on for a little bit, a little bit after that, but it's just it's wonderful. It's 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 wonderful.
0: I mean, they. Oh man, I love how you would think after all this, hopefully at least they can the reveal can be somebody good because they keep changing the backstory. Right. Presumably (laughs) to fit whoever it actually is. Right. But I feel like that's I don't know if that's gonna happen.
1: (laughs) Well, we'll get to it. Um so now we're gonna skip ahead a little bit to Clash of the Champions thirteen. This has and, been going uh, on
0: for more than a year?
1: No, 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 no. Uh, Clash wasn't once once a year. It was like multiple times. It was like a TV special. They basically oh, would do them. Okay. They would basically okay. do them when like, WWE wow. would have pay-per-views. Gotcha. That's kind of that gotcha. was kind of the background. Gotcha. So, this is Clash 13 in November. And remember, this they're set to wrestle in December at Starkey. So, they're, they're set to confront each other at this clash. That's kind of what it's been building up. They're going to have a confrontation of some sort. Basically, a contract signing without a contract signing. That's that's the impression I get. But yeah. um, So, Sting comes out to talk to Tony. And while they talk, the voice comes back and taunts Sting again. And he says he's going to show everyone his powers and his black magic later in the show. Uh. And this has nothing to do with anything else, but I thought it was so funny. The camera is like kind of you know showing people in the crowd you know as it normally does, and it's showing people cheering Sting, and then it shows people and they have a sign, and the sign says, "Don't need black magic, don't need black magic when you're Sting," and it's like okay, well not the best sign, but all right, they're Sting fans, but but don't. doesn't have an apostrophe and again that's fine but but your does have an apostrophe and but it doesn't have the e at the end of your <laughs> so it's y o u apostrophe r and then magic is spelled m a j i c
0: boy this is and this is like, made by like a 6 year
1: old right and they, no and they show like A close-up of the sign for uh, multiple seconds. This is in uh, this is taking place in Jacksonville, Florida. Amazing. Not only is it the worst sign ever, it was used by the cameraman and the director and highlighted on TV.
0: That has to be a joke, right? I mean, that's the only way that makes sense. (laughs) No.
1: Oh man, has nothing to do with it. I just saw. I noticed that I, I was watching the clip, and then all of a sudden, I was like, "Wait a minute." Did they spell magic with a J? No, clearly it was. And then I went back and I was like, yep, they did.
0: And then I was like, oh, and your doesn't have an E. And oh, it was great. Lots to unpack there.
1: A lot to unpack with that sign. That's the most uh, analysis we'll do in this show. Um, So then later in the show, Sting comes out to Heyman. Because it's Heyman's, uh, what was the name? I, now I forgot what the name of Heyman's little segment was. Heyman's something. Heyman, I don't remember. Anyway. It's Heyman's segment, and Sting comes out, and uh, then music starts, and the voice comes back, and then there's Black Scorpion on the ramp. (laughs) Now, again, I'll describe some of this, and I'll play a little bit of this, too, because, again, the reactions are great. He grabs a fan out of the crowd, and then the fan is, like, on his knees with Black Scorpion behind him, and then Black Scorpion grabs this box that only has, like, it only has two walls on it, so you can see the front uh, through the front and the back. And, and, you, and he puts it on the guy's head so you can see the guy's face. And then he locks it in around his head. And then he slowly starts to turn it back and forth before just turning it all the way around. Basically spinning the guy's head all the way around. Okay. Everyone freaks out. And this guy is just letting this happen. He put up no resistance being dragged out of the crowd by Black Scorpion <laughs> and this box being put on
0: his head. And what is a, is killing him? Surely, right. by the way you've described it.
1: Right. And um. And then Black Scorpion will lift the guy above his head like a military press and carry him down the ramp. So I'm going to play this little bit, uh, right here, because again, Paul Heyman is great. Sting.
2: Wait a minute. I'm here, Sting. Okay, come on over Watch here. me What's while it? I show you. Don't do it. You made my, a deal with magic. them. He grabs this guy out of the deal crowd. I'm Watch Sting.
1: Has the guy on his knees grabs the box. Puts it on his head.
2: Stay where you Watch very closely Spun the guy's head around. Stay.
1: He's just military pressing this guy down the ramp
2: can show you his black magic. I'm letting him do his stuff. Fine, let him do it.
1: Okay. <laughs> now, I'm gonna describe this real quick.
0: <laughs> Paul Heyman being the voice of a reason. No, no, you said he could do it.
1: Right, right.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Gotta let him. So then he he
1: walks him up the ramp, holding him up in the air, and then there's a cage, like on a table, on the ramp. So this is basically we're watching a giant magic show that's been set up. Um and there's a cage with kind of a, a red blanket over one half of it. And he k- picks the guy up. He throws him in the cage. Again, no resistance. And, and then locks him in to this cage. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then he covers the cage with the uh, with the blanket. And then when he pulls it off... The guy's not in there, and there's a leopard in the cage.
2: ...back dangerously. ...going
1: in the cage. So he sticks this guy in the cage. No resistance.
2: ...watch now, Sting.
1: Watch what's... Now hold
2: it! Hold it! You promised him! Let him go ahead and do
1: it! ...covers it with a
2: blanket. ...watch very closely, I'll show you powers you never do knew I possess.
1: ...pulls it off,
2: and there's a leopard. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Whoa, whoa. Now you made him a deal you made him a, deal. <laughs> what in a what
1: okay so so that oh, happens boy. and then I I don't know if the insinuation is he turned the guy into a leopard or what but um
0: He was always a leopard.
1: There's a leopard in there, and Paul Heyman clearly doesn't know what a leopard is, because he says, what is that? (laughs) Very loud. Um, So after this happens, and everyone's freaking out, he then runs over onto another one of those platforms, like from Halloween Havoc, and then pulls up another blanket, and then by the time Sting runs down there and pulls the blanket down, he's gone. Um, And, uh, you know, Sting's very confused, which is a very... I mean, to be honest, I don't, all at this point? I, right, I don't fault Sting for being confused because we're all confused at this point. Um, so yeah, after this little magic show at the Clash of Champions, I, I cannot believe we haven't had this happen in WWE. Why has Vince not just had a just flat out magic show at one point? I feel like that's something right up his alley. It-
0: the shocking answer might be because Vince McMahon understands that he promotes a wrestling show, that's, and evidently this guy does not.
1: Well, no, that's clearly not true, and we all know that. Vince hmm. doesn't know what wrestling is at this point, I don't
0: think. I don't know. I have no other explanation. So is there a match in
1: the future? Oh, we're we're, we're still going. So okay, remember, though, right. Oli doesn't have a black scorpion. He's been just right, using still. magicians this whole time.
0: Right, we're still just winging it.
1: Right, um, he was going to do it himself at this point. He was just gonna be like, "Screw it, I'll do it." But then he broke his arm, so he <laughs> can't even do it. <laughs> so there's big trouble.
0: <laughs> Starcade's coming up. The worst.
1: Uh, so they finally decide that Barry Wyndham would would do it. But okay. then, but then. Ric Flair stepped in and said that that would hurt Wyndham's credibility. Also because Wyndham had just portrayed kind of a fake sting at that same Halloween Havoc show with the match with Sid Vicious.
0: Okay. And so... So, so, right, we can't fake sting twice with the same guy.
1: Right. So, Ric Flair takes on the burden himself, believing it wouldn't affect him ultimately. So, at this point, they're done. They're like, we're done we need to we abandon ship. Abandon ship. Uh, we just need someone to do it. So Ric Flair volunteered his services. <laughs> More background, though. Now at this time, Flair was not looked at as a main eventer by James uh, by Jim Hurd. Jim Hurd didn't like him. So right. Was, this is what I know
0: about Jim Hurd. So
1: he was being shoved down the card, and was he was like in several feuds during this time for like the U.S. title with like Luger and some other people. Right. So he was being pushed down the the card. Um, but, but he took this, and so the match was finally set, at least in the back, for, for Starcade 1990. Now, the main event of this show is Sting and Black Scorpion in a cage for the title. And then they bring in Dick the Bruiser to be the guest referee, and now the Black Scorpion entrance is just wild. And, um, so the, uh, yeah, the black scorpion entrance is just, it's pretty wild. (laughs) Hang on. I lost my spot. Where is it? There we go. Okay. I got, I got back to my notes. So, um, here first a guy comes out dressed in all black with a mask on, but it's clearly not the black scorpion. Or any versions of the Black Scorpion, because this dude is even bigger. And even, <laughs> and even like Jim Ross kind of like, that doesn't look anything like him. Or, or Heyman, or one of them
0: says that. Oh, geez. Even commentary is no selling.
1: But then another one comes out, and then another, Ooh. and then another. So four Ooh. come
0: out. John Cena style.
1: Right. But then they are, then the voice comes back and says that these are just, I don't know, the. I don't remember what you were to use this. They're basically the the minions of the black scorpion. Then right. this big contraption, which is almost like a giant flower. Like, like it looks like there's like four petals of this thing and it comes down while like smoke and, and eerie music is going on and stuff. And it, 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 it lowers from the ceiling and it gets to the ramp and then kind of forms a pod like like all the petals come together and it makes like this pod tons of lights and smoke. And then the voice comes back and says some stuff. And then all of a sudden the pot opens and there is black scorpion in a sparkly cape. And uh, the mask he has on is different this time. The mask has some red on the front of it. It's not just all black. And he takes the cape off. It's clearly Ric Flair. <laughs> like it's clearly Ric Flair. Like, Ric Flair is, like, one of the most noticeable postures of anybody in the world. And, like, body shapes and the way he stands, it's Ric Especially
0: Flair. to WCW fans, presumably. Right. right. Wow.
1: Um, so then Sting comes out. And this is a 20-minute match between Flair and Sting. And it is terrible. And, and I was reading on uh, Pro Wrestling Torch... I think Wade Keller was answering a question about this, and he was saying that this is the only terrible Sting Flare match ever. <laughs> and the reason is because Flair is trying to not wrestle like Flair, so he's trying to like move around in a different way and everything. But but it's just unmistakable. Just the guy the That's... way he walks is just clearly him. And uh, like the other funny thing is, all the other Black Scorpions ha- are way bigger have been way bigger than flair mm-hmm. like flare's smaller than staying all the others we've seen have been bigger than staying so that even looks weird the match is just so slow and, and not in a good way not not in like an old school building up or anything it's just nothing happens they they're just it honestly looks like they're just wasting time um half of black scorpion's moves are just irish whips into the corner he does that like 40 times and one cool thing, though, a cameraman is, like, sitting up on top of the cage in the corner, which is kind of cool. i would never seen that before, and it makes for kind of an interesting shot, although he kind of gets in the way sometimes. But, uh, so this goes on for, like, 20 minutes. Near the end of the match, though, Sting runs the head of Black Scorpion into the cage and rips them, and, uh, rips off the mask. Gets it off, rips it off, and, of course, there's another mask on underneath ah, that yes
0: they did it again they did and uh the this is this guy. is a white
1: mask though instead of a red mask Ooh. and um so uh so then he also like keeps he again sends him into the cage face first he does it a couple times and now black scorpion is busted open
0: which of course he is right of course he is right right
1: which is kind of weird to see with a mask guy busted open. The only time I can remember seeing that before is Rey Mysterio versus JBL at Judgment Day 2006. Rey mm-hmm. Mysterio got busted open and that was one of the first times I'd seen like a mask guy get busted open. Yeah. Um, so it looks kind of weird. And now you know why the mask is white. So the blood starts to soak into it.
0: I mean that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, It is kind of cool.
0: But also for all of the people who presumably noticed this was Ric Flair immediately, I'm sure they were just like, oh, of course. (laughs) Right, right. He's doing this again.
1: Right. Uh, Sting hits a crossbody from the top turnbuckle, gets the pin, gets the win, so he's still champion. And then the the black scorpion minions come into the ring. I don't know how they got into the ring because I thought the cage door was locked. But somehow they get in the ring and they start attacking Sting. He's fighting him off and Dick the Bruiser is also helping him fight him off. And they're just starting to unmask everybody. Because they mm-hmm. don't know who it is, I guess, at this point. And, but the real, quote-unquote, real one, is trying to escape the cage. Now he's climbing up to escape the cage so he doesn't have to get unmasked, right? That's natural. Even
0: though, even though everyone else has already gotten in, presumably just by opening the door.
1: Right. Um, right. But no one goes to stop him. So he just kind of lays over the top of the cage waiting on someone to come stop him instead of escaping and no one ever comes so he just climbs back down into the ring <laughs>
0: <laughs> how did not i don't know sting walked past through. him like four times what a weird miscommunication it's presumably rick flair underneath all this should be at the top like calling the spot you would think um, or they've talked this through although i guess it sounds like they're just they're pretty they're pretty much done <laughs> That would have required too much effort, I guess. Maybe, I don't know.
1: but he comes back in and helps Arn Anderson, who's appeared in the ring, um, DDT Sting on a chair. And Arn Anderson, this is funny, he's wearing cowboy boots and he's wearing jeans with knee pads over the jeans. So that, that's a very odd look, um, which is pretty funny. And then the rest of the horsemen come in. They join in in attacking Sting as well as those other black scorpions. And then here come the good guys coming out to save Sting, which we never get enough nowadays. And um, the Steiners finally come out with bolt cutters and get the cage door open. Now, these guys got in the cage somehow and then I guess somehow locked it again? I have no idea how any of this took place. Yeah, see, I've seen that spot
0: done before and it is fun when somebody has to come running in with bolt cutters. But they didn't
1: show anything, so I don't know what's going on.
0: The one I'm thinking of, there's a triple threat. I want to say it was, yeah, Del Rio... CM Punk and John Cena had a triple threat at, like, Hell in a Cell, I think. And there's a moment where, like, Del Rio's manager slips him a weapon, like a lead pipe or something. And then he he breaks it open to get in and then locks it behind him. I don't remember exactly how it plays out, but it works because you see it all played out. Right, Like, you see someone break the cell open, come in lock it with you know like brace it with a steel bar behind him or relock it i think he relocks it and throws away the key so a right. ref has to come running down with bolt cutters and it's like a whole thing
1: right no i've but seen none that of that's too. happened here so no it's just
0: a free-for-all
1: right um so sting finally grabs black scorpion and finally wrenches the mask off and uh we'll we'll play this this uh kerfuffle ending to this show
2: It's got blonde hair! Who's <laughs> that blonde hair? Who is it? We got 30 seconds! It's Ric Flair! Rick the Blair. Black Scorpion It's Ric Flair! It's Nature Boy Ric Flair! Sting won the title! He's retained the title! The Black Scorpion! Had to. with Nature Boy Ric Flair!
1: And this train wreck is finally over flair would actually end up winning the title from staying at a house show like not even a month later classic and uh and yeah that's that's the end of the show some people speculate that that he, that flair got the title as like a thank you for for doing this but <laughs> i mean nobody knows for sure but that's see
0: i i knew about this angle in general i didn't know all the terrible specifics but i knew the end game was rick flair I didn't know he agreed to take up the mantle basically because he's Ric Flair and he could get away with that. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. and says a lot about where creative was in the process of working on this angle, that they didn't have any hope of clearing it up or presenting any sort of resolution. They were just like, who will this hurt the least? Right. To pull off.
1: They were dumping it at that point. It was done. Right. They, they were abandoning it, ship. Um, and that's and I, how Starcade, the big show of the year, went off the air
0: in 1990. Um, I appreciate commentary acting like they couldn't tell who it was. Like this right. isn't the most recognizable man in their industry. Right. Who is that? He's got blonde hair. <laughs> it's not quiet and it was me, Austin. It was me all along, is no. it?
1: No. 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 Um, but yeah, that is the uh, the saga or lack thereof. Of uh, <laughs> Sting and Black Scorpion to make four in a row shows for me of early WCW involving Sting and a terrible angle. So I think for my next one, I need to find a good Sting angle and do one just to help ba- balance it.
0: Boy, Sting has put up with a lot of crap on He show, has hasn't he? man. For as it... much as we harp about David Arquette and people like Sid Vicious, Sting is in like every other episode. And it's usually yeah. not his fault. no. No, it's never something that he's done. And the one episode I can think of that is something he's done really worked, and that was Joker's Sting. Right. That
1: that's oh, very true. Man.
0: Poor guy. Let's see.
1: We did all three of those uh Trilogy of Terror matches, the RoboCop, um
0: Shockmaster. Obviously well, this wasn't entirely Yeah, but about he wasn't him, really yeah, it wasn't really
1: bad. But he was involved. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's there. there's been a lot of them. There have been a lot of them. Um, but also thanks to, uh, ring the damn bell. It's like a blog site or whatever. And that guy had a lot of stuff kind of in order on this that I was able to help, that helped me kind of follow along with us. Mm, with a lot of That is info. very helpful. But yeah, that is, that's this, that's been on my list for a while and it, yeah, it, <sighs> yeah, it's yeah. really all there is to say about that.
0: I would love to, I, I can't wait until a few years down the line when we get to hear stories about creative just giving up on angles that we're currently in you know what i mean you get some of that from time to time but i can't wait for someone to just be like yeah remember when shane mcmahon threatened his dad with a lockbox and we just never followed up on that yeah we didn't script that he just said it and we didn't have any plans for it so we just decided to pretend he did not i can't wait to hear stories like that
1: that would be fun i'd be down for that oh man anyway any uh, final thoughts, Harris?
0: I mean, shout out to Ric Flair for taking one for the team. I don't think Hulk Hogan would have done that.
2: <laughs> that's
0: about all I can say.
1: Anyway, so that's another episode of Behind the Gorilla. Hope you enjoyed it. You can follow us on Twitter at Behind underscore the Gorilla. Follow back all the of It's just Behind accounts. underscore
0: Gorilla, isn't it? Did it change? Did I say the? Yeah.
1: Behind underscore Gorilla. No the just behind underscore gorilla it's the uh twitter page that i messed up because i'm done and <laughs> it took a while to do this one and um you can also follow me on twitter at mark mark brand
0: and i'm at harris wilson
1: yeah so um make sure and do that to get all our thoughts on wrestling stuff or lack thereof or really just us commenting great things about david arquette and on our Yeah, episodes. I mean, you can so probably catch me
0: Tuesday is. nights freaking out about how Bailey isn't getting pushed the way she should be. That's probably going to happen at some point.
1: Yeah, but nobody wants to hear that. That's not a good uh, pitch for someone to follow. Oh, is that was that a bad
0: pitch. All right, follow Mark instead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, also go ahead and uh, leave us a review and a comment on iTunes. That always helps. We have a handful on there. And if you have your own wrestling podcast, then feel free to reach out to us, and we'd be more than happy to rate and review your show as well. So again, that does it for this episode of Behind the Gorilla. I'm Mark.
0: And I'm Harris. Have a great week.